You're listening to the AntsMarketing.org podcast, the new brand of AM radio. All right, gang, welcome back. This is the AntsMarketing.org podcast. We are on episode 24. I'm Matt. With me is Jake and Joe. Um, we've had about a two-month downtime, so it's been a little busy time for all of us here, middle of summer, enjoying the weather and the festivities and whatnot. So, uh, Jake, what do we got going on? And Joe, how you doing? I'm doing good. I mean, uh, you have you got some exciting news, I guess. You've been busy. That's why we've uh, haven't been able to podcast in a while. That was just Joe blaming me because I moved to uh, the Seattle area about a month and a half ago, so I've been a little tied down with some things. From New West York to Seattle, so a, a, a nice good distance. He was sick of the uh, ES time zone and decided he wanted to. Really, one thing I can't stand really right now is the time zone. Um, I'll look at it this way: Sunday, I'm a Jets fan. I'm gonna watch a 1 p.m. start game at 10 a.m. at the bar because I don't have Directv. So I gotta watch my Jets at 10 a.m. in a bar on a Sunday. Oh, you gotta be at the bar on Sunday at 10 a.m. <laughs> I used to go to church at 10 a.m. on Sundays. Oh God, you struck my lightning for that. Great, <laughs> Jake. What is new with you? Not a whole heck of a lot. Saw a great show uh, not that long ago in West Palm Beach. West Palm Beach got one of their best shows ever a couple weeks ago. So uh, things are things are going well. I'm happy. Finally got my Halloween. So life is good. Well, I mean, speaking of Halloween, been playing all kinds of uh, wild stuff this tour. Basically, this summer, it's nothing's off limits really. Been a pretty strong tour. What do you, how do you rate it? I think this tour is uh, has been tremendous so far. I, I think it exceeds last year. 2008 was clearly the best tour they've had since 2000, I think. And I think they've already exceeded that. And it has to do a lot with the quality of the songs because, you know, the, the big whiskey songs are much better than anything they've had in the past. And hearing a lot of big whiskey songs over and over again, over and over again isn't a bad thing. And it's it's been great. They've all moved around they you know moved them around a little bit in the set list progressed a lot they changed them up a little bit so i i think a heck of a heck of a tour so far well joe given that you've seen every single show this tour what do you think <laughs> yeah i wish it was a show no it's been cool I mean, it's crazy. i don't know if any would have thought big whiskey songs with open shows for this i mean you love the album but uh and probably said you know they might fit open or everyone wanted uh shoot me to open and uh, Shake Me ended up opening, you know, Snake 2 or whatever. Uh, we've had, you know, funny opening. We've had Now I Am opening. Kind of crazy. Well, just when you say Shake Me opening, I, it was so cool because well, you were at the show with me too, the, the both nights of Saratoga. And uh, they that was the first night. One was the first night they played Shake Me, and it came, I don't know, mid-set, out of nowhere. And the whole place loved it. You just kind of got the feeling that the band knew how much, what, what how they had a special song in that scene that, you know, the crowd kind of went crazy and, Boom, night two, they come back and, and blow us up to open with it. That was really cool. Oh, it was, I was, it was, they definitely, they knew that they had been in a lot of the big whiskey songs, I think. And so, yeah, I was lucky enough to see, uh, I think, all but like two of the big whiskey songs debut, or two or three of them. Um, and I don't know, every time they came, they were all excited to see but they seemed uh, disappointed, so... Uh, definitely, I think uh, when the new material, we see the covers go away, or at least new covers go away a little bit, not as many. Um, which is not, you know, I like DMB stuff, that's why I'm there to see him. Uh, but DM can play pretty much anything. Most of the time, it's pretty darn good. So, um, I've been pretty tour and uh, 
We got some more shows coming up here, Matt and I. Uh, we got the Gorge coming. I'm really curious. We got three nights. Uh, I'm, I'm wondering how, how many repeats we're going to get. Uh, see a lot of the big whiskey all three nights, or if we're going to get it mixed up. Uh, I don't know what your thoughts. Well, I think we'll probably see some songs played all three. I wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised to see why I am played all three nights. Um, yeah, I, I think with an album tour, you're going to see some songs, 90 to 95% of all shows. I mean, uh, it's funny the way it has been played at every single show. Not last night. First no. first show last night in San Francisco, they did not play funny. Okay, was that the first time this this year? First time this year. Okay, right. Well, I mean, so you're going to see stuff like that. Um, but look will, we, will we see a non-Big Whiskey song three, uh, no, at every I mean, will, will a non-Big Whiskey song, a single song, be played all three nights? No way. I, are you, I, I'm trying to understand exactly what you're asking, Joe. Frame it a little different. Uh, Will you hear Stay three times? Yes or no? Oh, no, absolutely not. Okay, now how about any big non-Disney song? <laughs> no, 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 you won't. No, like, uh, All right, so we've dubbed it down for Matt. <laughs> like like 41 or something? Or Will you hear any song other than one-off Big Whiskey every night? Yes. No. Anyone in the break, probably one of the more likely ones to have, make it no. happen. No, no, no. Um, if it's Jimmy thing, I'm leaving the show early. You know what? And, and you're gonna you're gonna make a big mistake because Jimmy thing is getting really, really good. And I was in West Palm, and I kept thinking was, well, Matt would have already been gone by now, and you would have missed one of the best Jimmy things of the tour. It's a lot better when like Black Eyed Peas aren't jumping around and screaming in the microphone yeah. and staring at everybody, but it is been very very good lately and i'm telling you matt don't walk away You're gonna... it's like a pile of crap and they put whipped cream crap on top of it when black eyed peas came out <laughs> maybe I'm, maybe i'm just completely out of touch with reality i had no idea who they were and i actually thought that somebody ran on stage and ran up to the microphone and started screaming i couldn't understand why security didn't run over and tackle the guy i was like I, I... what the heck just happened <laughs> I, I love that everybody that's in this chat room right now is completely against math. Nobody agrees with everyone saying it's rocking, it's great. Last time, I agree with you, Jake. Jake, straighten him out. Unless seeing a different chat room, there are people agreeing with me. Uh, I don't see anyone agreeing with you. No, <laughs> and you know what? You're... Okay, one person came forward just because they wanted to mention. Oh, great. The guy with 700,000 posts agreed with you. Congratulations. <laughs> well, you got like Angel, too? I don't, I don't know. It's. <laughs> It's just a song that, that's kind of fallen off. It's one of those things that I get bored with. And kind of here's here's an idea. Here's a little uh, you know, hint that the song might suck. Is that people go crazy? Well, oh my God, Dave let the crowd sing. It was great. Yeah, it's great when they don't play it. That's what makes it great. It, it's kind of uh, like it kind of like when a when a uh, when a crowd is chanting for another song while you're playing a song. Like they're all going honey honey, and you're playing a song called Every Day. Sort of right, like that. I know, I'm just sick of it. It's too long. It's too long. Okay, the verses, cool. Once they get into the jam, save for the little, I mean, okay, it's cute, sexy MF or whatever, you know, whatever. But that jam ultimately bores the hell out of me. I can't stand it. It's like Crush used to be, I, I can't stand it. Just dry. It's a good, it's a good uh, pee break, drink break. Matt, Matt is now into the party. He likes the, he'll see three minute length songs, it sounds like. He not like the jamming anymore. Glenn Baylor and I have a drink during Jimmy thing. <laughs> give it. They're gonna play it all three nights, so just give, give like one of those nights a try. 
Just stick around for the jam. I think you're going to be pleasantly surprised. No. You, you will be. It, it's been getting really good. Boyd has been absolutely on fire for three weeks straight. So, you know, when I know you're usually out and about when Boyd's stepping up to the front, too. This is something you don't want to miss out. They've been on fire lately. I'm telling you, Maddie. Well, I'll, I'll give it a shot. It depends how, how far the lounge is. That's the spirit. It's across <laughs> that gorge, I think. It's on, it's on the other side. Can I, can I give you something here? I mean, one thing we wanted to talk about was um, some of the best shows of the Stewart and how you, Joe, and I were lucky enough to be in attendance for some of them. Uh, the first one to come out was, of course, Back Night 2. And uh, you praised it. And I want to get into a debate because you said it was overrun a couple nights after that. And we got a little disagreement there. But one thing I want to mention about SPAC Night 2 was I was in the lounge with Bonnie and Joe and Sarah. And we were in there for the uh, encore because they were playing Watchtower. Yeah, okay, that's the show. We were going to go one beer. We were listening to it from the side stage and all that. Halloween comes on. I swear to God, Joe left skid marks. If, if, if Sarah was chained to him, she'd be dragged in the mud. He was absolutely gone. Smoke puffs of smoke. I've never seen anyone and leave their significant other behind like this. Talk about jilt, jilted at the altar. She she was just completely stunned. He was gone. I, I, we, watch, it was just crazy because the watch tower, you know, I got all these songs straight in my head. I, I could be sleeping and know when they end and when they're going to go to the, to the bridges and then the chords and everything else. And I'm like, okay, and ready, and, and. And I'm like, what? what? No. And, and then we're hearing drumming. I'm like, this is a little different, I say to you. I'm like, yeah, what is this? And you're like, this is Halloween. And then that's right when they went, you know, right into it. And yeah, I was gone. My, my beer was fine, and I was I was out there. And Sarah came in like a, a couple minutes late into a chorus behind me. I had a flagger because I was already I was already there dancing. <laughs> you sold her right down the river. <laughs> if, if I may interject quickly, uh, on West Palm Beach Night 2, which was a hell show, I already knew what the encore was going to be, so I knew Halloween wasn't in the encore. But after Carter came out and basically blew everybody away on two-step, I turned to my lovely wife and said, I, I got a funny feeling they're going to end with Halloween, because he just completely tore up two-step like there's no tomorrow, and I got a feeling he's going to want to keep on just drumming the hell out of everything. So they went out and they played, uh, they, Dave played Rye Whisk. And as soon as it got done, I said, you know, let's just stick around for a second because we're still on our seats, which is very, very rare for me. I, I just got this funny feeling they're going to go ahead and they're going to play, uh, and they're going to play Halloween. Just as soon as he started drumming, I was just like, oh my God, 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 it's going to happen, it's going to happen. It was, that was magic. Is that a good word? Magical. I mean, Jake, you've been a fan of the band since the beginning. Correct. So for you to see it, that's I mean that's really something special because here you're thinking you know all these people have seen the band uh, you know any number of times and you've been here a fan since you've been around so had to be really something for you. My first Halloween in the era. I can't count anything before '96. You I really remember? What? What? Yeah. My dog the... knocked over a wine bottle. I'm sorry. Oh my god. Oh my goodness. Dude, that dog would be a rug right now. <laughs> it could be Michael, a Vic uh, joke right there. Oh, that is just, that's unacceptable. Total face palm. It's only a $60 bottle of wine, no big deal. You know, he is a miniature pincher as a German dog, and why would he go ahead and tilt over a German Riesling is beyond me. Um, uh, he was thirsty, apparently. Hi, you like that joke? Um, okay. 
Get it. Go ahead. Well, I was going to say, we got some really good shows, and uh, there was a lot of Alpine haters uh, that you did Alpine, some kind of love that, uh, that some of the other shows you gave love to. Well, you know, the problem with that, and I try to explain this to everybody, they, they took a break and they came back and played Alpine, and they did a show that night, and the show was, by all accounts, not popular with people there at the show, and people especially watching at, at, uh, on the internet. And, you know, people were just like, you know, that's that show sucked, basically. You can't play Smooth Rider and Bayou and think that people are gonna, on the boards are going to think it's good. I mean, that's all there is to it. They redeemed themselves the next night and did a heck of a show. But if you ask me my top three shows of this of the tour far, Alpine's not in there. It's got to be Stack Night 2, uh, Pittsburgh 2, and Palm Beach Night 2. In that order? No. Oh. No, that's the order they were played. What's your top show of the tour then? Are you seeing Sarah uh, uh, Pittsburgh? Let's let let's let Joe go ahead and say his vote first, and then we'll go from there. What? Let the, let the idiot his opinion out of the way. <laughs> well, he's seen more shows than Dave this year. Let him go. <laughs> no, I, I don't. I don't have a favorite. That's like saying which one of your kids you like. I probably could pick one, but I'd have to give it some thought. So um... true politician at work. I know, right? Uh, off the top of my head, you, you saw six twenty oh nine, which was a heck of a show. Yeah. Are you saying that should be? Are you saying that should be my number one? I, I think that if of the shows you've seen, that's got to be in the top two. I don't know. I, I'm I'm looking around the room to see if anyone else here uh, hidden on what the best show was. Uh, you know what? Maybe Beacon. Beacon. For, for experience, in the, are we talking setlist? Beacon was outrageous. No, not me. No, I'm not buying Beacon. I'll give you Beacon top six, but no. Beacon is every hardcore in a room together sitting at the top of their lungs, and it's a pretty magical experience. I don't know. I, I, I will be talking about Beacon for a while, so I, that's why I picked that one. Okay. I, I, think, I think the best show of the tour so far is Pittsburgh Night 2. I really do. I, as much as I love West Palm Beach, and that was an incredible show. It's the best two-step I've ever heard in my life. Of the 17 two-steps I've heard, that was by far the best one I've ever heard. That that set from top to bottom on Pittsburgh Night 2 is just the best, I think, this year. It was why, a good why show. Was it better than, <laughs> why was it better than SPAC, Jake? Yes. Why? Better set. I'm not looking at the set in front of me. Better set, better performances. Why was it a better Tighter set? performances. Do you remember what you told me? Uh, no, I lie to you a lot, though. <laughs> I remember you said to me, it is a better set because it was no stand-up, no everyday. Correct. Correct. That, that is a winner-winner chicken dinner. Absolutely. But, so what you're saying is, a show with, alright, let's just say, let's say they play five, no, three songs, and it's Halloween, Dreaming Tree, Jimmy thing, uh, and then they play... I did it, and, you know, I did it. Then you get three lousy songs and a fourth, you know, mediocre song, but play stand-up or every day, so it's better. Correct. Wrong. Wrong. You can't have a good... They could go out there and, and, and fart and, and not play any songs, and it's better, because at least that fart was not stand-up. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> You're an asshole. That would break very good on Ant's rarity index. <laughs> I mean, it's that simple. I mean, look look around the crowd. It, it's it's so obvious when people's like, oh my god, I can't believe they just played that. It, it's it clear clear day. 
and the songs just don't work. And you know, the, the thing about them is, it's not even that they're bad songs. Like, You Might Die Trying is not a bad song. It's, it's really not. It's just unbelievably played. It's, I kind of feel that way about Cornbread. I know a lot of people don't like Cornbread, but Cornbread has just been played and played and played and played and played. And I think that's why people are sick of it. Because you, there's people out there that have seen, you know, easily 20, 30 shows that have seen 10 Cornbreads. And that's the problem with it. And same thing with, with You Might Die Trying. I've seen You Might Die Trying like nine times. The song's five years old. But is it the best song live off that album? No. What is? Hello again. Well, okay, oh, if they I, still played it five years ago. Well, yeah, but it's not fault they didn't play it. I don't know about that. I, well, hello, have you, you've seen Hello Again live? Yeah, yeah, before before it was on the album. I'm going to well, say... On the bonus? I, I just think that... No, Hello Again wasn't on the bonus, actually, on the album. Okay, let's look. Let's look, okay? You got You Might Die Trying, right. Is that the only song? One song. Of those two albums, it's back to right. I believe you are correct. I'm looking at the. I'm looking at it. So, uh, you might die trying. Yes, that's it. Okay. One song, arguably, I think, arguably, the if not one of the best songs live on one of the two bad albums. Matt, that's like this Clipper. Okay, you're still a Clipper. <laughs> yeah, but okay, you're not talking about the team. You're you're saying bad player on a good team. You're reversing the analogy. And now, I'm not... It's, it's like, listen, the Lakers still won the title. doesn't matter who was sitting on the bench. He's still got a ring, baby. I would rather hear my least favorite song off of anything that's not stand-up or everyday. And actually, stand-up doesn't even count for me, because I, I don't think mine stand-up. But, I mean, I'd rather them bring strings than hear anything off everyday. Well, I would agree with you there. But I, my point, my point in, with the stand-up stuff is, it's not bad stuff for all. It's not, but it's just overplayed for the crowds that are out there. When twenty percent of the crowds have seen five shows or more, and they've seen three, you might die trying. Hey, you know what? Maybe it's time to put you might die trying away. So That's all. Awesome. Well, I, I think I think it takes a lot because when Dave's writing that list, I mean, he kind of picks, you know, you know, he's got kind of how to pick uh, an order to the show and you pick, you know, your climaxes and you pick your quiet pee break songs or whatever. But at the same time, he's trying to get some songs from different albums and stuff like that. And I'm sure he notices on the set list that he doesn't have any shows from those two albums. And I mean, it means a lot, I would say, that, you know, to, to exclude those two two chunks of their, of their, you know, musical career. Well, basically you're talking 2000, well, okay, forget Buss' stuff, but I mean... You're talking 2000 to 2002, and then 04 to 06, 07, 08, kind of cut out. Yeah, and so just I, have nothing, uh, not, don't represent any of those years in a, in a show. I, don't know. I mean, it was a two-night stand, so that's going to mean a lot well, more maybe than a single-night stand. Let's not get though, by his own admission, that was a dark time for the band. I mean, he said it before, the music is fine itself, but it's like... Glenn Ballard featuring Dave Matthews Band, Mark Batson featuring the Dave Matthews Band. So I mean, is it really a bad thing? You know, Aerosmith put out a bunch of albums, and when they play, they don't play those songs. There's a lot of bands that. That's that's all I'm getting at. Okay, something interesting. The uh, the Pittsburgh show. In terms of ants, 138 ants were. Uh, no, I'm sorry. 713 ants went to the show. 138 of them reviewed the show, gave it a, on an average 4.85 stars out of five stars. So 4.85. 
That's okay. high. Consequently, That's very high. the the spec show thirteen hundred and thirty six ants went to that show. They two hundred and nineteen of those reviewed it. The average rating was four point nine one. So by six hundredths of a point, spec by and large on average is considered a better show. Just just stating the the math. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, that's how I would. I mean, I I would have to be the numbers. I mean, uh, but I mean, everything's subjective. Maybe uh, the Pennsylvania people, you know, pretty uh, modest heads on there. They they rate a little bit different than the crazy New Yorkers well, who are giving everything five stars. Well, the Pennsylvania just for yucks, man. Why don't you look at West Palm Beach night too? I'm not looking at it. So. I will. I will in a second, Jake. I want to make a point to Joe's point is that the crazy Pennsylvania people also gave Michael Vick a standing ovation. So, can we really take their opinions seriously? This, this, the fun they the Santa Claus, okay? It's the other it's, state. It's Philly, <laughs> for God's sake. They might as well be in Jersey. Joe is disowning Philadelphia. <laughs> I think Philadelphia disowns Philadelphia. I love that. Okay, uh, West Beach Night 2. Okay, you uh, had 470 ants go to it. 93 of them reviewed it. With an average rating of 4.83 stars. Well, I didn't rate, so I would have given it five. <laughs> <laughs> so not that Those count for points, right? Of course, Jake, they did play rye whiskey, which makes me want to drink it till I die. What? I don't get you it. Know, oh, my gosh. Rye whiskey? It was I, written by so written by Tex Ritter. Yeah. Tex Ritter's son, John Ritter. Three's company, Jack Tripper. How do you not like it? That's true. I, at that point, I should take that into consideration. I want, I, I want a full band because I think the full band bit, it was awesome. It was phenomenal. What did they play full band? It was, um, Dave, um, what was it? Was it a Dave and Tim, or not Dave and Tim, but, uh, Dave solo song that they just played live, full band? No. The Dave and Friends cover, right? The, uh, Salisbury Hill. Yeah, Salisbury Hill. Did one of you see that? No. Nope. Oh. But that's going to be that special, uh, scratch my back thing. With Peter Goldberg, Peter Gabriel's now going to play a song by Dave Matthews Band, supposedly, and release it in some way, shape, or form. So I think that's going to be a one-shot deal, which, which is unfortunate. It's actually a really good song. Yeah, I liked it. When I saw Dave and Friends in OP, that was fun. And that's actually one of uh, Tim Reynolds, our good friend, Matt. Tim Reynolds, what's one of his favorite songs? Well, I'm sure, you know, that was one of the things that excited Tim about the Dave and Friends tour, was the possibility for all those covers. Yeah, absolutely. They played some great songs. Yeah, and awesome. still, on the DR2, <laughs> any opportunity to play cover. Definitely. That's for sure. <laughs> That's well, for sure. I guess we'll agree to disagree with that, right, Jake? Well, the, the only thing I want to say about West Palm Beach is, and if you talk to anybody that was there or anybody who heard the tape, I mean, best two-step in a long, 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 long time. Like, 18 years long. You know, that it was outstanding. The whole band was on all night. From a technical standpoint... There were two little mess-ups, and one of them covered pretty well. The other one covered perfectly. You know they broke a string unless you were there on two-step. You thought they just changed up the second verse. But it's one of the best performances by the band all year long. And I think I think that's what it has going for it. That's why I would put it second. I would just put it second behind uh, Pittsburgh Night 2, just because I think that set list on Pittsburgh was just so money. Just unbelievable. It's pretty crazy. I think it's very more and more obvious how like how a show looks so much better or is so much better uh, performance-wise or setless-wise 
depending on how the band's feeling and if they're well rested. And I think that's one of the reasons that night twos are so um, kind of really good is because the band's sitting there and they're just more relaxed. They're not even a soundtrack most times night two. But Alpine, you know, their night one show, they had just flown back from overseas. They were completely drained. I think even Safat tweeted about it that he was like, had to catch a nap before the show or before they're completely tired. I, I think you're right. And then, like Jake again, with the set list, of course, rating a show based on what's not played, I, I'll never forget. I'll never I'll never understand it, Jake, man. <laughs> you're at Pittsburgh night two is back. I never said that. No, you implied it. Never implied it. Wrong. God, this is this is the next coast, Matt. <laughs> acting like a sister. Unbelievable. A left coaster. Ouch. Take that. How's that taste? Well, Jake, you did a news story a little bit ago about uh, Big Whiskey going platinum. Um, and tied in with that is uh, the performance of the singles. Um, in West, or, uh, well, Why I Am is up to, what, number three on the Triple uh, H chart? I believe they're number three, only five spins, if I'm not mistaken, to number two. So Why I Am finally getting some ground, which I, I can't say it has any hair. I, I really think this is a great single for the band. Now, I'm not naive to think that you and me is going to blow by it because you and me is just so ridiculously catchy and sickening. So you and me, but I'm really happy for why I am. Why I am opened up the show last night uh, in in, uh, in San Francisco. It's, it's a really strong song. It's really popular too with people. Go right ahead, you freaking cat. Don't find me again. Sorry. Um, Watch your wine. Don't want the cat to spill it. But uh, I, I think uh, I, I really think. Uh, I really think you and me, I'm, you, yeah, you and me is going to you know, open up the door for people. And you watch, I, I said this before on the board, you watch on Ants. As soon as you and me gets released and get, starts getting played a lot and this video gets up the shit you're going to see all these users with you and me and some number in their username all signed up September. You watch. I don't know. Um, the song itself, it's, uh, it, you're right, it's nice, it's catchy. I don't know exactly how, you know deep it is, things like that. Um, it's so tough to guess what's going to be successful for a single. I heard, you know, you know some of these songs, you, th- you thought Grey Street would be amazing, and just for, it's wild at concerts, people love it. I can't get a beat on what's going to be popular and what's not. Um, I remember hearing, you know, Cake is kind of, you know, if you really like music, Cake's not that obscure of a band, but in terms of radio play, they've had a few singles, uh, they're kind of obscure. They had a song a few years ago, Short Skirt, Long Jack, and I heard this song, and I said, this is going to be a monster single. It was, you know, it was all right, middle of the road. It never really had, you know, a lot of pull or a lot of play. So uh, maybe I'm just a bad judge at it, Jake, but uh, I would think I Am would be their biggest single in a long time. But, I mean, it's doing well, but is it blowing up the place? No, it's not, and I think that's the difference between what we the fans that listen to the band a lot like and what contemporary radio people that seem to love live peas which that's, that's 75% of the people on that's the boards couldn't even freaking synthesized in a bunch of crap so I guess it's not going to be number one right, exactly but I think you know it, it's it's just that's what people are going to like and, it, and you and me it, it, you cannot understand how incredibly catchy it is I'm driving back to the PGA after getting my first Halloween I'm just so excited and I can't believe it I'm trying to calm down and what do I start humming in my head you and me, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, 
Get on my head, you stupid song. Jake, it's important. <laughs> DJ General here, our resident radio expert um, on the Ants Forum, is jumping in the uh, chat room right now on the live uh, Ants Plus um, podcast chat room, and he is saying that YN's rapidly increasing as of last week, and he has no doubt in his mind that it'll hit number one. If there's anybody who I trust when it comes to radio news, it's definitely DJ General. So, what do you think about that? Put your money down in Vegas. YN number one. It must be, it must be a lock, a guarantee. I, I really hope so. I, I really do. I'm really pulling for the song. I, it's, I don't know if it's my favorite off the album, but I, it's really hard for me to pin down my favorite favorite as much as I love Tabam. But just because I, I think really good song. It's a great, it's a great fan song for everybody to get into. Also, so I, I really, I really hope it does well. well I, really think, do. I think the thing about how I am, and I said this in my review of Big Whiskey that we posted on the site. YM's a great song, and even before the album came out, it was one of my most favorite to hear live, but I do think it's a little, it's soft on the album, it's not as strong as it could be, I think it's probably one of the poorest, I don't know if produces the word, but whatever it is, something about that cut just sounds empty, and I think they could have went a little more with it, um, because it is a strong song, and I think they underdid it. But, um, well, that's why, uh, if I may interject, that's why I'm really happy with the way they did the video for it, because they, the cut from Brixton Night 2, or Braxton Night 2, rather, uh, in England, and the video is, the whole Braxton video is freaking amazing. So once they finally get the okay to release that and do all that, people are going to absolutely love that video, because all the video is just fantastic. But the song is so much better than it is on the album cut. Yeah. I almost wish they would release that version as the radio cut, because it's just so strong. Yeah, and I agree with you, Jake, and, and a lot of people say this band is a live band and they don't care about studio. I've always been a big fan of their studio cuts because, you know, the first albums were so strong, and with the studio album, you get the fidelity of the music and you get the mixing and stuff, whereas no matter how good a taper's pull of a show is gonna be, you don't get the nice bass, you don't get the crisp highs. It's muddied to some extent, no matter what. So I like studio cuts, um, and of course, a joy live for what they are. But when it comes to listening to it in my car, I just prefer studio. But YM is, you're exactly right. YM is loads better live than it is on the, on the album. Tremendously. It's, it's Most of the songs are like that for Big Whiskey. Although I think Whiskey mix is pretty good. Space is another one, too, that I actually like live a lot better than I like the album cut. And, and all three of us heard Danny Barnes play on it. So I know we've all heard it. Without Danny Barnes, I actually like it without Danny Barnes. Nothing against Mr. Barnes, but I just think it, it works a little bit without it. I haven't heard any recent Shake Me's, but in terms of the early ones, they have not, and obviously they just started playing it live, but the Voodoo album for sure won over on that track versus the live early on in the summer. I, uh, yeah, I, I, guess, I guess I could agree with you on that. Oh, I really like it live. I'm still surprised that it hasn't become a beast life for fans but I think that's just because you know it's still new to fan you know I really expect that to be just the song that blows up to almost be Rapunzel I think it'll get there it's I really the do. most important studio in about 10 years only basically the way they make the statement at the beginning of the album I I think as good as the song is I said this before the what it represents is even bigger oh I agree absolutely and that's the thing you know, it's like, you know, you read a book, a newspaper article, for those of you that remember what newspapers are, or an internet article, and it's it's that first paragraph that makes you want to continue doing what you're doing, which is reading or listening. And that thing sucks you right in. That's what does it. Good. Yeah, whenever, whenever, I, uh, whenever I go to the bar and they got Big Whiskey and the jukebox, which has been most of the bars I've been to, I always start with the uh, Shake Me. There you go. There you go. 
Joe, what do you drink when you're at said bar? <laughs> you know, like um, Zima? Apple, apple <laughs> martini, maybe apple tea. Zima. Aqua Velva. <laughs> and we got to do a little photo hunt. Yeah, water, water, no ice. Driving. We're all big fans of photo. I like. Here's, here's how I like it. I like my water, seventy degrees, only two ice cubes. All right, and I want that wine glass. It's called Fijo, not Fiji. Fijo. Fijo. <laughs> um, and uh, Jake, what do you? What kind of uh, poop you got on the Brixton DVD? I'm sorry, beat that for me, sir. What kind of poop you got in the Brixton DVD? Um, they have no official release yet. It hasn't been released. Nobody knows if it's going to be a Blu-ray or just standard or anything like that. So it's all got to come from the official site. They need to decide what they want to release. But um, from what I've uh, seen and heard about it, the video is just unbelievable. And I think it's going to be the number one ever released by this band. Because the video is that good, the, this whole setup is beautiful. It is going to be really outstanding. People are really going to press with it. And you got to remember also that the guy doing it uh, is the same guy that did the few stops. So he's somebody that knows the band. He knows when to make the cuts and such like that when he's directing the cameras. So you're not going to really miss anything when you know when when Rashawn's going to sing the backup vocals. You're going to see him. See the backup vocals. So I, I think that you know people are really going to impressed from the fan of how good it is, and it's not going to be that ridiculously quick edit crap that was from uh, what's that stupid show in two thousand one Denver? That was awesome field. Awesome field. Yeah, I couldn't even watch that. I felt like throwing up. I think there's like a, a, a delay at the beginning that says you know if you if, if you have a chance of seizures, you know if you, if you have a risk of seizure, don't watch this video. It was or like being on one stuff. of those. Virtual reality rides. It's just awful. <laughs> I, I am still very much the fan of listener supported, and I love that watch Carter in that video and actually see him playing in the vents. Um, I don't know. I just like that the camera over they would stay on a shot for a half a second. I, I agree with you, Joe. That was a real nice DVD. And to the people wondering about the Blu-ray, Jake, I know there's been no officially announced plans, but they're going to put the time in. I'm sure they recorded it on high-def cameras. I'm sure, they, I'm sure they had, you know, the true HD sound. And if they did that, there's no reason not to, unless the transfer was really poor. Um, I can't, I can't imagine they would release it not on Blu-ray. You would think so because that's where the technology is now. I, I would be surprised if they didn't. But you know, it, it's it's going to be up to management, and if management decides that that's the route they're going to take, I think that's gonna, you know, and they'll do it obviously. But I'm telling you, wait till you see it. Wait, wait to see 40. For all those people that were so sick of Carter and and Jeff doing their little jam back and forth, it will change your life when you actually see it with your own eyes. It's it's incredible. It's absolutely incredible. I don't want to oversell it. It's incredible. I was going to say, <laughs> don't, don't believe the hype. <laughs> uh, that's all I am, right? I'm freaking hype machine. I'm on a payroll. What do you want from me? We, we actually, we had a uh, podcast, I guess, um, but I guess it was a, I guess maybe you just say it was a, a cast, it wasn't a podcast, uh, because uh, Matt wasn't with us, and it was just Jake and I, and we recorded, so the only way you got to hear it is if you happened to be online when we were doing it, and we took a lot of questions and some stuff and talked about things. One of the things we talked about on it was uh, the next coming live tracks. Yes, that is true. 
I will address that shot at me a little later in the podcast, Joe. Thank you. <laughs> but yes, uh, uh, live track uh, live track sixteen is coming out. Uh, I correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe the date is pushed back to September now. So you've got a little over a week from this recording, and um, you know we here at Ants Marching had a, uh, a hand in it. Uh, getting it released, and we're real happy about that. And I think it's a, sh- a, sh- a show and a set that the hardcore fans—not even the hardcore fans, but the, the you know the fans that really, really like to hear good, unique performances—are going to really love this release. I really think it's going to be good. And there's it's a really unique street on there, sweet up and down, which you can't you can't beat. And a nice little little thing tease in there too, which is uh, kind of uncommon. I, it's a really good show just to hear those. Older versions from 2000 was a fantastic tour. Hear that stuff. I think it's really, a really good show. I think people are going to be happy with it. And if you were in Charlottesville with us, you were able to hear a little te- taste of it uh, at our uh, after party we had at Monte Loco. We, uh, we were able to uh, uh, have that. Uh, that was one of the shows we listened to. Obviously, it's done a lot better on the live show, but uh, it, that was there. So those of you that were there got a chance to hear it and know what a great show it is. Yeah, I mean, when we heard it in Charlottesville, it was, it was in the purest form ever. It's from the soundboard, straight archive, the archives. Um, and it was the track would start, and you would get like four minutes of of nothing of uh, of crowd until we heard the song. So obviously, yeah, this is going to be full production, it cleaned up, uh, tracked up, uh, you know, mastered, all that good stuff. I'm really excited to hear. It. It's cool. It's a great kind of different change it up from you know all the shows that the bands are playing now this is going to be almost like a completely different band in some ways because of how some of the songs are and a lot of different songs that we haven't heard in probably since that since well, what's cool show. joe you're still in a similar you're seeing the band in a similar um mode from a different era so you've got the well, let's see the 626 was like what the fourth show I think of the 2000 and summer tour, I, uh, 619, 620, 622, and then 624 or uh, 620. I'm not sure, something like that. Five or six shows. 1922, 20, 24, 26. Right. So there you go. So you're they're introducing at that point the Lily White sessions they had still planned on releasing in November of that year. So you're basically talking about an album tour. I will be cutting that silence out of the production. <laughs> I thought you were going somewhere with that. No, that was where I was going. I mean, you're seeing the band, and and right now you're seeing them introducing an album, the first tour after an album's release. Now you're in, in 2000 with this show. You're going to see them playing these songs that they're pretty much saying is going to be on this album coming up. So yeah, not exactly the same, but kind of similar. Um, so how, how do you think that influences the songs? Well, I think now it doesn't matter because the album's out. So they get oh, to play wow. with it and this and that. We're in 2000, they're playing these songs, saying, okay, we've written these to 100%, but the chance of them still changing them before the album is there still. And that's the thing, because they were very different. Even the Gray Streaks are very different from you know, past uh, future performances from that on out. Well, that sounded weird, but anyway, you know what I'm trying to say. The, the point is that that Gray Street is very unique, and actually even... Other performances are unique. I think there's a 41 on there, and that's when 41 was only about eight and a half or nine minutes. It didn't become the beast that it is now. And, and I think that's, that's a big difference going on with it, too, is that you hear similar songs. One Sweet World has the old intro on it. So Old intro. Yes, I do, too. I miss it terribly. I wish it was back, but that's for another podcast. 
But I think uh, I, I think that's uh, I think it's a show that people are like, and they're going to look back and go, "Wow, I almost thought that's what they sounded like." And it's the "quote unquote" arrive, which wasn't really the original thought, but it's not important right now. But it's it's the five members without Butch and without the lovely ladies, which joined the tour the following night. So I like I like that about the show too. Jake, what was that all about? I mean, why would they not come out and join them to start tour? I, if I'm not mistaken, I think the ladies had some other engagement. I can't remember who they were touring with at the time, but they were they had something else going on. I don't know where Butch was. Well, I guess where Butch was. That's really another well, podcast. But th- that's what I'm saying. The ladies, I find the ladies joining late, lessing than Butch joining not at the start door. It's yeah, but you know. But- Butch had a couple previous engagements, though. He's a couple shows along the way also. If you go through, you'll see that he didn't play every single one. I think it could be that after three or four shows, they're saying these songs really aren't worth out a keyboard, though, possibly. Uh, see, I don't, I, I'm not looking at the set now. I don't remember if, if he played on every song back in 2000 or or if he sat out some. I, I really don't remember how he did have to look. I'd have to look through the set. I know in... 98 and 90, 98 and 99 rather, there were songs that he didn't play on. He only he might sit there the whole show, but only play on five songs. Hmm. So I, I don't remember how it actually started, and I'd have to really go look at set lists or maybe listen to the shows well, you to had figure out how they used to 52 shows played in the summer of 2000 and uh, 2002, or 52 shows, and we got Butch on 38 shows. So yeah, he, he, missed, uh, he missed 14 of them. If I if I'm not mistaken, I think he missed the Tampa show that year. I saw, but he was in Orlando, which was two days earlier. Hmm. So you know, there obviously there were some things he had going. On. He had other conflicts with other recordings, which I'm sure. He was he was working a regular job, I think, at the same time. He wasn't like um, just doing. But he in in a studio in Charlottesville. He was doing, working for a company. You know, was producing music and like for commercials and composing music for that and doing stuff. So he he had a good job. He was still doing outside the band. Yeah, actually, I, re- I remember that. Now. that studio, which I'm gonna get kicked for not remembering, but there was a studio that did a lot of uh, post production for commercials mm-hmm. and voiceovers. I mean, we we're we're coming to the end of the summer tour here, and um, a lot of people are talking Dave and Tim for the fall. Jake, what are we, what are we hearing about that? Well, nothing's confirmed yet outside of uh, Las Vegas kind of jumping the gun and saying they have a show with the Dave Matthews Band. Um, but from what we're hearing, it's not really a Dave Matthews Band show. It's a Dave and Tim show. And a lot of people have told me that, no, it's not a Dave Matthews Band show. It's Dave and Tim. And we have a show. I'm just not allowed to actually say it yet. So there's a lot of places out there that think they have Dave and Tim shows coming up in you know, late October, early November into December. So it certainly appears that way, but you know, as with everything, it's changed and things have changed thousands of times before. But I think that you've got a, a pretty good shot at a Dave and Tim tour coming up uh, in, in the fall. And I think that would be brilliant to hear a lot of these big whiskey songs, Dave and Tim. Definitely, definitely. Well, they had, we, we was a Dave and Tim uh, show uh, while we were out. We were overseas. Uh, we were kind of involved. Uh, a couple new songs got played uh, acoustic Dave and Tim for the first time. What they play? That's your job. You're on. You're on the. You're on the. Oh team. man, this guy. <laughs> I don't think it's in there. Yet. I didn't put it in yet. Talk, talk about a non sequitur. If I've ever heard one. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, I know they played funny. They played "Line in the Hands of God." Uh, dive in. There's a song that's thank kind you, of Ants Plus apart. members. 
<laughs> yeah, and uh, there's some video of it too, right? So that's why, you know, where we got into this, someone should have some video and, uh, and we got it up on YouTube or whatnot. Thank what you for What Joe means is up. he heard there was a video, he hasn't seen it, and he knows nothing about it. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> uh, well, what else we got going on, Jake? We're kind of uh, coming to the end of this here. What do you think we got going on? Oh, boy. Here we go. Right. T-shirts. I wish I could tell you what I'm wearing, Jim. Oh, yeah. That's what I'm <laughs> just sounds really good, doesn't it? Nipples. But, we, no, we really do. We have uh, ants marching shirts. We're going to do again. Um, and we're going to have a girl's cut shirt, a guy's cut shirt. They're going to be the same design. And then we're going to have generic shirts. Not really generic, but just the ants marching logo on there on shirts that are going to be black and white, which are really for guys. But they really sell it, Jake. <laughs> Really Way to sell it. These are generic and plain and boring. Wow. <laughs> no, they're actually, they're actually the people in Ants Plus that saw them like those the best. Um, they're, they're actually a really nice design. The guy who did it really did a good job on them. Um, they really look sharp. We're going to be updating the page on the site soon anyway. We, we are going to be doing that. Joe has all the information. He's going to my consigliere for this. We'll have that out, and uh, we're going to get shipping and and uh, shirts out to people that want to get them. And I think people are going to, I hope people are going to like them. We we think they're going to go over well from what the Ants Plus people were saying. They like well, them. I, well, they're, they're, they are pretty good, especially a lot. But, uh, yeah, I think they look, these are pretty good shirts. Yeah, it should be up next week if you're listening to this like tonight or tomorrow. But the basic design is uh, is a little, like, flower shirt is what we call it that forms into an M with some ants running around it. Actually, looks pretty nice. The, the chicks kind of dig it. Well, right, Manny? Well, I guess you can compare it to the um, to the to the Roy shirt, the saxophone shirt, right? Yes, similar to that, similar sort of along the lines of that saxophone shirt. Um, the girl shirts are actually the same material that um, other famous bands use. It's American Apparel, we don't many bands, but it's the same exact shirt. So they're pretty nice, and we we got a couple in uh, West Palm Beach for those of you that were at the PGA. So some people got their shirts already, and they're pretty happy with them so far. Um, yeah, well, um. The thing about the flower shirts that's cool is that the flowers that make up the axe on the Roy shirt, imagine that with the Ants Marching logo, but instead of the Ants Marching logo just drawn with, you know, lines, it is built with the flowers, and there's an ant on top. It, it's actually real nice looking. I did not expect a lot from Jake, to be honest with you. Um, and <laughs> I didn't draw it. He came, he came through. I, I'm, I'm pretty happy with it. Yeah, we've, we've got some other shirts, too, we're holding back on, on a few, but this is going to be the first run of them, and then we'll... Adding some more away. We've got a we've got a jersey shirt for people that love jersey so much too. We're not going to do that one just yet. That'll be in the future. We do have some wolf shirts too. We're not going to do those just yet. Right now we have the uh, the first run of the wolf shirts, which Joe, Matt, and I have just to wear around, just in case we need to be awesome. We're, we're testing market. We're testing. Market. <laughs> I've said it before, but I, I went to Walmart in my wolf shirt, and let me tell you, it was just people were just bowing and way and clearing out the. The Wolf shirt and Walmart just get along. They're like PJ. It was, it was impressive. Before we go wide with those, we're gonna definitely test the market and see the reaction we're getting. I was getting high fives from all kinds of women with less teeth than I. Had. But that's your goal. That's what you're going for. It was great. That's, was yeah, great. definitely. They were. I was pushing my cart down the aisle and were putting two liters of Mountain Dew in my cart for me. <laughs> they, they do that for you. <laughs> Well, um, Joe and Jake, unless you guys got anything else, I think it's probably about time to wrap it up for episode 24 in honor of Jack Bauer. I think good, yes. I think we got everything out there. Really? Is that what it's in uh, honor of? Well, that's what I it's in honor of. 
Unless you what, want to what, get what, What's the uh, number twenty-four song on the song on the song oh, tour? Oh, hang on. I was just I was just on the song tour earlier this morning too. Yes, I, <laughs> I still do visit the site. <clears throat> song tour number twenty-four. Please. Number twenty-four is Blue Water Baboon Farm. Oh, oh Blue. Just nice. in time for the gore. Two thought. That's my dedication. I love it. Well, That's I the guess. one thing I wish I would have heard this shit. Oh, I thought you wanted Halloween. Well, I mean, sure, I wanted Halloween, but Blue Wire, come on. Things never played. Like I said, the security guards at Spec gave Joe a speeding ticket when Halloween played, I swear to God. <laughs> this guy was knocking over old ladies and crippled kids on the way back to his seat. And you know, there's lots of those at D&B shows. <laughs> Sons of them. You're Florida. Well, <laughs> now that um, we're all a bit settled in, the uh, summer's coming to a close, and, and we won't be touring for a little bit, Lisa, and Joe will be able to spend some time and actually work at his job instead of playing hooky all the time. Hopefully we'll get a uh, another one of these podcasts out to you sooner rather than later. So, uh, you guys have anything else to add? I think that'll do it. Thank you, guys. All right, gang, thanks for listening. We'll, we'll talk to you soon. Thank you. Whoops. Okay. Thanks for listening to the AntsMarching.org podcast. Visit AntsMarching.org and be part of the largest DMB community on the internet. Show downloads, tour central, person show stats, and set list game, and so much more. AntsMarching.org, the best stop for all things DMB.